What's up, legend? Welcome to another episode of the Rich Mystic Man podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me. This is uh, Frank Galea, and uh, he is a brother of mine. Uh, I've known him for a few years. He's actually part of our Enagic business and works with us in the online space. And yeah, we've uh, we've got to know each other over the last few years. We've had some yeah, some really really unique experiences together you know two two thing two journeys that i've been on with frank are ones that are like yeah i'll i'll remember and cherish for the rest of my life one of them was uh smoking a toad and uh maybe frank can talk about that one um but the other one was frank took me hunting for the first time so i guess like there's a there's a period of my life where i was vegan I, i i grew up with eating meat and then i went down this journey of like you know not wanting to hurt animals and you know, seeing like sort of going down that more conscious path. And then I sort of just cut meat and I was vegan. And I lasted probably about three months before like my body started saying, give me some lamb. And so I sort of started eating a little bit of meat, but I had this, like, I guess I felt there was a few years where I like, I sort of like I wanted to be vegan, but I was still eating meat. It's like my body wanted it, but there was part of me that like felt shame. And I was like, I felt like I was wrong. I shouldn't be doing it. I'm not I'm not spiritual by I'm hurting these animals and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, so it was only like a couple of years ago I let all that go. And then I was like, I was like, oh, actually I'd like, I'd love to go go hunting. Like I'd love to really I went from like being this vegan to like wanting to like kill a beast. Anyway, so I had my um friend Frank, who we were just friends that I didn't actually I knew you went hunting. And then someone said to me one day, is like, Oh, I can't stand Frank's socials. And I'm like, Oh, why is that? And he's she's like, just all the all the dead animals on there. I'm like, what? Really? On his socials? Anyway, so I went on to Frank's socials and there, sure enough, he's like him and his his guns and his deers. And I was like, holy shit, Frank's like, he's a, he's the real deal. Anyway, so I said to Frank, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, bro, how would you feel about like, you know, taking me hunting? He's like, yeah, you know, and I think it was like a dream come true for him because he's like, because I was, I was his mentor in the Enagic space. And then he's like, you know, now all of a sudden I'm the mentor in the hunting space. And so we went away for a couple of nights down to a friend's. Uh, they got 500 acres down just in Land of Coffs. And yeah, we went hunting uh, deer and I was able to uh, take my first, have my first kill. And um, Frank showed me the rope, showed me how to, you know, work the gun to, you know, kill the beast, to butcher and cut it up and skin it and all that sort of stuff. And it was a truly incredible experience. It really, I wasn't sure how I would feel doing it. Um, but afterwards I was like, something primal and something innate was activated in me. I was like, now this feels really good. And then I came home with the meat and the kids were eating it and the the wife was eating it. And then Frank made um, a snitchel out of it. And that was incredible. And that was just, the whole experience was great. So anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's Frank in a nutshell. He's a legendary dude and he's um, crushing it in the online space. So we're just going to have a chat today. And um, I guess there's no, yeah, the direction is, uh, being in service and empowering other men to, to step up and lead uh, as the Rich Mystic Man uh, podcast does. And Frank's someone who's, yeah, he's he's taken life by the balls and uh, he left his job uh, just a few years ago and uh, and he's traveled around Australia in his, his van and realized that that's, that's a nightmare. And uh, so he's sold his caravan <laughs> and he's now got a place uh, down on the, the southern parts of New South Wales and he's he's right there and he goes hunting regularly. And he's a man that's really got his firm boundaries about what he'll accept in his life and what he won't and what he'll tolerate and what he won't. And he's someone that's now creating a life of choice and a life of freedom. So 
wanted to bring him on and just have a have a conversation around that. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for having me, Legend. I love that. Like that's like full story there. Like anyone that like they they don't they know ninety percent of my life story from hearing that. There's just so many like laughing points, you know, like when you shared there about like eating the meat and that schnitzel. I just I just remember, and I know this is probably going off on a tangent, but I remember because like, we were in our van at your land. I was like in the van and I was preparing the uh, the meat, you know, like I was tenderizing it, getting ready to make stencil for this like epic dinner tonight. And your wife, Christy, comes in, comes to say hello to, you know, Emily and I. And she's like, well, I don't know if I, you know, like the, the, the raw meat, you know, the hammering. And she's like, you know, a little bit horrified by it, you know. And then like, you know, whatever, six hours later when here I am like cooking this stencil. And she's like going back for more, going back for more. And it's like that to me, it's like that's why I hunt organic meat, you know, that's like, to me, like you don't get better eating quality than eating, you know, something, you know, a beast that's lived in the wild and lived a, a free life, you know. And it's like, you know, just just the way. And it wasn't just Christy; like everyone devoured it. And it's like that brings me joy, you know, like that I could go out there, you know, hunt this beast, bring it, and share it with, you know, friends and family, and 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 you know, they all get to enjoy the spoils of my hunt that I, you know, received so much joy and you know, connected to my primal self with, you know. So that was like. Yeah, it touched me. Yeah, nice, beautiful. What's um, what's the how how do you how do you correlate? And I know we've sort of had this conversation a few times, but the idea of you know going out to hunt, like you said, a beast, and you know bringing that back and feeding a family, then to like sort of translate that to you know the idea of you know hunting a sale, you know getting someone that's getting started in your business. Like, do you feel like it's a similar essence? it's 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 a hunt it really is a hunt like there's there is like a literally they're, they're a reflection of each other you know like you know I, i'm my hunting you know out in the field in the bush i'm hunting and i'm feeding my family from that like I, you know you get this rap of trophy hunting and all this thing and it gets a big bad rap in there and you know obviously everyone wants to have the trophy from their hunt but like really my driving force is providing meat I, i'll pick the meat over the trophy any day and that's always been my my thing it's like I want to put meat in my freezer. I want to put, you know, organic free range meat, you know, so my kids are eating, you know, the best quality meat they can, they can potentially, and the same with the fish. Cause I'd love to go fishing too, you know? And it, when, when I achieve success, it just, it creates this, I don't know how to explain it. It's like this satisfaction. It's like the same satisfaction you get after sex. You know, it's like, you, you feel like you've achieved something, completion, like joy, like, you know, all the, all the positive feelings that come with that and it's the same in business like so instead of hunting game i'm getting out there and i'm hunting money and i'm like it, it's literally the same the same feelings the same you know there's, there's an addiction to it like there's an addiction to, to making money there's an addiction to hunting animals you know like it's like it's so such a primal thing and it's like they're both providing you know and as a man we're meant to provide like it's like it's one of our core fundamental you know deep needs that we must do we must provide we must provide security and income and you know in today's world you know we wouldn't survive alone just by me hunting the meat we still need to you know provide money to keep a roof over our heads to have cars to li literally function in modern day society so i could go out there and i can can hunt money and i can still provide that same level of of shelter and protection for my family just by making that money so i get that same reward from it. yeah epic man beautiful yeah. So um, I sort of, I, I shared your story uh, from from my perspective, <laughs> you know, yeah. your, uh, you know, from the, the, the conversations we've had and the, the glimpses that I've seen on, on Facebook and you being actually part of um, the Rich Man Container 
um, last last year. Um, but yeah, give us a bit of a. We'd just love to hear, like you know, what yeah, where where it was you were prior, and then I guess what was the point that made you go, you know what, fuck this, like I'm gonna actually do it. I'm gonna stop talking about it now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna create a life. And I know for you that that life was like hitting the road, and that was a big big point for you. So what was that? What was that? Um, yeah, life prior, and then what was the trigger point that made you actually pull the trigger? So backstory and i think it's really important to hear everyone's backstory um because it gives context to to the to the reason why and and so many people can relate to it and what happened i used to be a mechanical tradesman so i literally fixed machines and i spent a lot of time in the pharmaceutical industry and i worked on like all the coolest stuff like pill presses um encapsulation machines making liquids making powders like really cool stuff and i i I got a lot of fulfillment out of it but what i what i found was i didn't have freedom i didn't have the days off i didn't have you know i made good money but i was making money but i didn't have the time to use it like you know and i guess with that is also the flexibility you know like a lot of the my passions like the fishing and hunting are weather driven so if the weather was good during the week but i'm at work i couldn't go and do what i loved so that slowly started to bottle up with me and i and i guess when you don't know better you can't do better you can only do um you know operate with the level of, of knowledge that you have at the time and for me, um, I wasn't in enough pain to actually go and change that. But big, ter- what the foundations of my turning point was I actually applied for a new job. The job I was in wasn't going too well, and um, I didn't realize the job I applied for it was in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, they said, "Come to this address," you know, got a job interview, and I go there, and it was Australia's largest company, right? Global pharmaceutical company, billion-dollar company, and I was like whoa, this is like my dream job. You know, this is like, you know, guys, you know, to get a job here, people have to die, you know, or retire. Like just the only way you can get a job here as a tradesman. I was like, you know, thinking I was in heaven, you know, and I go for this first interview and, you know, it went well. I've always been good at, you know, interviews throughout my years in employment. And then I went for my second interview and they basically said, you've got the job, but here's the, here's what we're going to offer you is that everyone you work with, it's a, an RDO a fortnight, but you won't get that RDO. You're a new employee and no empl- no new employees get an RDO. And I was like, your job description said it's got an RDO. The freaking um, job advertisement said it's got an RDO. Like, what's going on here? And they're like, yep, new, new employees don't get the RDO. Do you want the job or not? And I was literally between a rock and a hard place. And I was like, I was so fed up with the job that I was in. I was like, you know what? Let's just take this stepping stone you know, we'll go somewhere else or it might be okay. And I took this job and I, the first couple of weeks, I was like watching men there that, you know, in my department, they'd come back and they say, oh, you know, I had this awesome week, long weekend. I went up here with my family. I went, done this fishing trip. And I was like, fuck, they all get an RDO. We're doing the same job, but I don't get it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that was like, like, I need to, uh, I need to change something here. But I said, because I've just gone for a job with Australia's biggest company who pride itself on what they call being a family-friendly company. And I'm not even getting the same time with my family as all these guys do, you know? And that was like, you know, this has got to change. But me, I had a passion for fishing. I started a business. I said, you know what? No job's ever going to give me the flexibility and freedom that I want. I had mates driving excavators in their own business. I had mates doing landscaping businesses and they had freedom in their life. They could literally like move work around and change days and, you know, go fishing during the week. And like they had this choice. And I was like, I want to start my own business. So I was like, I started a business that was related to fishing because I had this passion of fishing. And what I found was I actually ended up 
overworked from it. Like I, I literally created this business that hit the ground running. I ended up in like seven major tackle shops, as well as I had this huge retail base where people were literally coming to my house to buy this burl. I built a brand around it. It just like literally took off. Like, I, you know, Amberly was like, whoa, look at look at all the men that want this burl. You know, it was like, Amberly's my wife. She was like, you know, shocked that like, you know, you could build a business so quickly. But what happened was it got to a point where I was like literally working my ass up. Like anyone that knows um, knows the bricks and mortar business, you've got to wear a lot of hats. You've got to, you know, for me, I was making the products. I was stocking the products. I was dealing with, you know, the retail base as well as the retail stores that were buying in bulk off me. And I was like doing deliveries and like literally got to a point where it's too much. And like, I was doing this in a garage. I outgrew it. And I was talking with Amberley and I'm like, I'm going to have to scale this business. I think that's that's the way, I, that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to, I, I don't see any other way. It's either scale it or get out of it, you know, because it was, it was literally wearing me thin. So I started, because I had machine contacts and factory contacts being in industry for so long myself, I started reaching out and I started getting quotes and I was looking anywhere between three to 400,000 for a little factory buying machinery. And I'm like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? Do, do I want to, you know, basically mince burley. I was making fishing burley. I was literally buying tons of pilchard and mincing. I was like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And when I, I sat in a dark room and I was like, no, the answer was no, this is, this is not what I want to do because this is going to give me the freedom I want. Sure, it's, it's a business that's associated with my passion, but it's not going to get me living my passion or doing my passion. And literally in that moment, I quit. I said, that's it. I'm done. Shut the business down. And I said, oh, I've had enough, you know? But what happened with me and, and, I think everyone's different. Some people go straight to the next thing. I didn't have anything to go to. I literally stopped the business and I still had a job that, you know, I hated to some degree. I was cringing at because they, you know, gave me less working rights. But what happened was like, okay, well now I haven't got this business. I'm back at this job I don't like because I'm like dirty on them. I'm like, but I need the money that I lost from making this business. So I fell in this trap. I started doing mega hours of overtime. So I started doing like 80 hours a week I went on to shift work. I said yes to doing shift work. So I was doing one week day, one week afternoon, one week night shift. I'd get callbacks. I'd literally finish afternoon shift, 11 o'clock. I'd get into bed, fall asleep, and then the phone would ring. It'd wake my son up. It'd wake my wife up. And then I'd be going to work and that, you know, I'd be getting text messages from my wife, you know, like, you fucking woke me up. You woke our son up and you're off to work. And like, now we're awake. And I was like, got to a point, like it was like really, really, really painful. Then um, my wife actually started this online business. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, she's she's come to me. She's brought this to me. And I'm like, you know, sort of like umming and ahhing. Do I want to do this business or not? Like my mum was palliative at the time. She was like in her final months. And I'm like, I, I can't do it like that. Just just, just do it. You you focus on it. And I just went through, you know, the shit that I was doing, dealing with my mum, the big hours at work. And then basically what happened, Amberly comes to me. She says, oh, you know, I, I want to go to this business event, which would have been for anyone in our in our community would have been 2020 freedom fest and i was she's like i need you to take time off work to look after our son i've got to, i want to go to this business event i'm like at the time i wasn't doing the business and i was like yeah okay all right i was like let me go and see if i can get some time off you know and i'm like right, i'll go i went to work and thankfully like they, they were okay with it i took four straight days off which for me i only ever would have a day off at a time at the most and what actually ended up happening was Amberley flew out on the thursday Thursday was living hell with my son because he was, you know, about two and a half at the time. And he actually didn't know his dad properly because I was always at work. He used to scream in the door, daddy, no go work, daddy, you know, stay at home. And I would go to work. 
you know, when he thought he was with me, I was always getting a call back to go to work. And it was like, what happened? He couldn't rely on me. So suddenly there's this day and this boy's so used to his mum, so used to the comfort of her boob and, you know, being on her. And like now he's stuck with this bearded hairy man that, you know, he barely knows. And it was like, it was hell. I was literally ringing my wife every like half an hour when she's at this business event and, and like, hey, you know, can you, can you talk to Zion? Can you get him in the car seat for me? Can you, you know, get him to calm down? And basically that was a big realization to me. I'm like, shit, you know, like I'm actually ruining the relationship with my son in these foundational years. I'm literally, um, I'm literally hurting the relationship with my son. And basically what happened, you know, we're up late cause he wouldn't go to sleep. The next day he actually sort of warmed up to me we started doing some pretty cool things you know like we went out we did some rabbit hunting he sat in the car while i drove around i had a, a hunting dog that was uh that was a stud dog he got to learn about the birds and the bees when a guy brought over his female dog so we could you know, put my stud dog over her um it was like totally random stuff and he started like really liking the fact that you know he, he was hanging doing cool stuff with his dad and um what happened like by the end of the weekend, he was like all about me, like, Daddy, can we do this? Daddy, can we do that? You know, we're in the garage building stuff, you know, getting the jigsaw I made it. I remember the weekend I made him like a wooden sword and we painted it. It was like just such a profound weekend. And what happened, you know, and this this really was like, you know, this, you know, this is a big lead up to it, but my line in the sand moment was like, I got this text message and I thought, oh, it's Amberly telling me she's boarded the airplane to come home from this business event and get my phone. And it wasn't Amberly, it was a coworker. And his coworkers telling me, you've got to do, you know, 12 hour shifts the next four nights, you know? And I'm like, 12 hour night shifts, you know? I was like, what the, what the fuck, you know? Like, I was like, I just had this epic weekend with my son where I, you know, repaired what, you know, some of the damage that I'd caused. And then I was going to go back to that same shit. And I was like, this is, this is, this is my Linus at moment. And I, I said no to the 12 hour shifts. And from there, I switched my real, I switched my priorities and I, I made myself and my family a priority before my work. And what's so serendipity is literally that same week, Amberly actually made her first sale in the business. And she did a trifecta sale. She you know, was 2A business then. So it was, you know, I think it's $1,154 came into the account. And I was like, you know, gobsmacked. I was like, wow, she could just show up on social media and make money like that. Whereas like for me to make that sort of money, I had to like spend the weekend mincing fish and doing all this hard work and I was like it was just it all came at the right time and it was like you know all the compounding shit from the job and that line to sand moment seeing the income potential of the online space and I was like I said to her, I'm ready like let's 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 do this business you know and I remember having a, a chat I think I might have had a chat with you Clint about structuring business wise with me doing the business and uh, you know our, our our mentor Ali and um and from there I was like my commitment was the business and from there, it was like going so hard in, in business that, um, you know, transforming. And it wasn't so much the strategy. I, I sort of had an idea how to use social media and build this. For me, it was transforming my mindset, going from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur's mindset. And while I had experienced business, it was still a side hustle business. I was still an employee. For me, now I was in a business where I needed to be self-fucking responsible. I needed to fucking own my shit. I needed to move through that shit. And I carried a lot of trauma from my younger days you know pretty tra traumatic you know childhood and I had to fucking own that shit you know and I guess for me that was like the massive journey like that first year I spent fucking transforming and like I get people who haven't seen me in like four or five years and they talk to me like, Fuck, 
this guy's you so you, you've changed so much frank you're not that same person anymore you know and they're like they buzz out you know at, at the transformation but as a result like of, of going all in myself like you know and partnering in business with my wife we've been able to create some really epic results and you know we started making money and, and what happened like i started reducing my hours so like i stopped doing those big hours because the business was filling in the gaps of that money you know the money that i would have made you know things so we didn't have to sacrifice lifestyle and then we got to a point like there was lockdowns and being in a pharmaceutical company they end up actually packing the medicine that they you know wanted to administer to everyone as a thing and I saw the volumes that were coming out of it and I said to my wife before anyone knew I said they're going to make everyone take this and I don't want to take it you know and no judgment for anyone that takes it or doesn't take it it's your choice but for me and my values they didn't want to take it and I said to Amberly we got to we got to get this business making some big money we 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 got it you know, this is this is it and literally we put our heads down and our ass up we had luckily gratefully we had the the mentorship from Clint and his beautiful wife Christy as well as Tammy and Ali were in this little container and it was like constantly calling us forward and like you know we we're literally pushing our comfort zone and you know that was you know when I when I said to Emily we got to make this work that was January October 2021 came and I said to Amberly, sorry, the, the mandates come and I said, Amberly, I'm handing in my resignation. That was like, it was there. And I literally went in and had in the resignation. And, and like, I was like, if I could do this, we could do anything. It was like, all right, well then let's set the mission. Let's get a caravan. Let's, let's travel Australia. And, and let's, you know, we, we literally only had 7,000 in our bank account and we went and put a deposit on a brand new caravan and a brand new land cruiser. And we're like, how the fuck are we going to make this happen? And we just... Because we just trusted and we literally made it happen. And within, you know, five months, we literally, we got our caravan, we started traveling. And then within, you know, another five months after that, we had a land cruise and we were literally traveling, you know, free as birds whilst literally building a business online. So it's like, I've probably gone on a massive story here, but I, I really felt the context of where I was to, you know, what it's created now, you know? Yeah, no, that was, that was powerful, bro. And I, I, you know, what was really you know, coming through strong there was that you really, you like in, in hindsight, it's sort of like everything happened perfectly because like, you know, the mandates came and, but you'd already been working and set things up. So when the mandates came, you're out, but it became because of those, those little like micro commitments and decisions and actions that you took in the time was like, you're like, actually, you know what? Like, fuck, I'm going to make family my priority, you know? And then, so seeing the time with Zeon and your son and going okay cool now family needs to be a priority but if you had have then at that time going now oh, i need to prioritize work it's like i don't think all that stuff would have happened it's like it was all you was like all right cool you just kept leaning in trust and it wasn't just like all right i'm quitting i'm going all into the business like there was that you know transition period out of it and then so I, I didn't know that you guys only had 7k in the bank when you put the deposit down on the the land cruiser because when i talked to you about because I, I wanted to get a, a 79 series cruiser as well so i talked to frank and he he, t- he sort of he sort of, he sort of scared me out of it because he's like they're about 75 grand and then i you had to get this tray it was 20 grand then i got the souped up kit that was an extra 20 grand he spent an extra 60k i'm like holy shit so they're not 70 grand they're more like 140 grand <laughs> and um but man then you had that in the caravan and then you guys just went off so man that's a that's a big transformation so well done, brother. Thanks for um, thanks, brother. Yeah, giving us the uh the inside scoop. So, what? And then since then, like entrepreneurship, bro. Smooth sailing? No, no. It's challenged <laughs> no. the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, it's really yeah. challenged me. It's broken me, but something for myself, and I'm no human design expert, like, don't get me wrong, but my wife, she's like this two-four projector. So, like, if she's interested in something, she could just, like, read it. And, like, I don't need to read books. She, I can say, here, read this for me, and she'll give me all the key points. Like, you know, there's that, that book thing where you can buy, like, five audio like an audio and it's got all the, the key summaries of like five books so that you've got all the valued information that's my wife yeah and and she's gone over my human design so many times and i've got this gate that never gives up you know and it's like i i just i've got this resilience that i just no matter how hard it gets i might whinge i might fucking bitch i might complain i might fucking cry you know and fucking say i want to give up but i never never give up i just it's not in me to give up i'm not a quitter you know and i guess that you know and i know it's probably maybe i'm saying it comes naturally if you know anything about human design it's usually you know it's it's a lot about who you are and your personality type and so on but you know you can learn those traits too and you know like i guess getting into entrepreneurship is just be prepared to you know it's more about you know building the resilience to never give up the tenacity the you know the strength and and and, and you know the power within you to say you know what yeah, this is happening, but I can keep going. I'm never going to give up. I can recalibrate. I can stop. I can reset thing. But, you know, the vehicle might change, but the goal is still the fucking same. And I'm going there and I'm just you know, doing what I have to do. So what's, uh, you know, because I know for me that's, you know, over the years there's been, you know, a few times that I've wanted to give up and I, I have given up, and but it's only been for a short period of time. And I've, I've now realized, right, and back in, I remember, let's say, probably eight years ago, I actually quit. I was like, yeah, no, nah, done with the magic, not doing it anymore. I quit, told my, you know, told my mentor that nah, I'm out. Um, and then like a month later, I'm like, actually, no, nah, I think I'll do that thing again. So I've now realized that it's like, it's not that I, I don't quit. It's just a phase where I'm like, I'm not as inspired, I guess, is what I am when I'm like on. So I know like this, whenever I share that story where I have quit, people are like, holy shit, like, I'm so glad you shared that because you know, I've wanted to quit so many times or I have quit and it's sort of given me permission to come back in. And so for you, it sounds like it's something that's, it's like a, I guess it's part of your your DNA, part of your makeup and it probably comes quite naturally to you not to quit. But can you sort of maybe reverse engineer it or unpack it like at those times where you feel like quitting, what do you do to sort of keep on going and, or, you know, keep in the right mindset and keep on your game when it feels like it's all stacked against you? Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things, and I learned this from you, Clint, was accept the emotions and sit in it, you know, and we've got this thing in humanity that we want to distract it. We want to go to food. We want to go to alcohol. We want to go to TV. We want to go to a, some sort of vice to distract us from what we're feeling. And what's perfectly normal is that if you're getting this feeling that you want to quit, that's okay. You're allowed to feel that. There's no shame in wanting to quit but it's when we don't actually sit in it and accept it and and allow it to move through us because you know just you know some are more than others but we're all emotional beings to some degree allowing ourselves to sit in it and process it our unconscious mind has so much power so much capability and every time that i've had this i want to quit i literally will sit in it i'll sit in uncomfort and um back to human design my wife is like she's like open so with being open she feels my energy and she gets irritated by it because i'm just like in this emotional fucking mess and it, it makes you just want to you know go to a vice so you can 
numb that feeling, but I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting in that fucking feeling and it's uncomfortable. And what actually ends up happening the next day or, or a few days later, this fucking solution comes. And it's like, fuck, why didn't I try that? You know? And it's like, where the fuck did that idea come from? I didn't go and fucking read a book to learn this idea or watch some training. It literally just came to me. And it's like, literally just by sitting in that emotion and being in it and letting it move through us because we're meant to feel the emotion that, that comes through. And it's like, we don't do, we don't allow it. And like that would probably have to be the key piece to being able to you know, allow those feelings of wanting to quit to move through you so that the solution to the problem that you're facing that's making you want to quit come to you in, in, in a beautiful way for you to take action and move forwards towards that. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Kind of switch gears a little bit, bro. How is it smoking a toad? Oh, fucking hell. All right. Yes. Ooh, that's fucking, that's life-changing, man. I was like, whoa, let's talk about like, you know, let's just fucking rip the handbrake up. And it's life-changing. I had a lot of fear about it when I spoke with Clint about it, you know, and for myself, I had this, um, I had a really hectic um, childhood. I lost my dad at, what was I, 11 years old. And like a few months later, I had sexual abuse from a, from a family member. And, um, and as a teenager, I, you know, got an angry young boy. I got mixed in with the, with the wrong crowd. And as a result, I ended up, you know, heavily on drugs. I was smoking, you know, half a gram of ice a day. I was taking Ekkies. I was snorting Coke. I was literally, you know, you name it. I was, I was doing it. The only thing I probably wasn't doing was heroin. That was probably it. But I was like, literally, you know, I was literally partying my life away. And um, when Clint come and told me about it and, you know, you're going to have to smoke something, it's going to alter your mind. And, you know, I, I cleaned up myself. I don't, I don't take any mind-altering substances anymore. And he's like, this is going to alter your mind. And we're like, I don't want to do this, man. Like, I don't want to, you know, relapse back into, you know, those old things of my, you know, late teens and early 20s. I, I don't want to go there. Like, this is not for me, you know. And he's like, you're not doing this for fun, bro. You're doing this as medicine and you're using the power of the medicine and I guess when he shared that it like took a lot of weight off my shoulder and I was like okay well you know what it's medicine and I'm just going to trust that you know Clint you know it's magically appeared in my inbox with this opportunity and I'm just going to trust that this is the the right thing to to do you know and I just I went in and I guess it was nothing like I fucking expected I was just thinking you know I feel this amazing feeling whatever and thing but what actually happened I actually started to feel things from my past and move through that and let go of it. And I was like, you know, like these downloads were coming that it's okay that, you know, part of my journey was, you know, my dad had to leave me at a young age for me to step into myself and like all this, you know, meaning come to it. Like, I don't know if anyone's read the book, Man's Search for Meaning. Have you ever read it, Clint? No. By Victor Frankl? No, it's a really powerful book. And like he, he, he was in the concentration camps and he was like, you know, watched his many of his friends be killed and um, you know he's lost his his wife and his kids in in the same you know chambers the gas chambers and he talks about like creating a new meaning in life to you know to, to overcome that and you know it takes a lot of work and effort to be able to overcome that but what what i was finding when i was doing this toad experience i was getting that new meaning to all the things that happened to me it just it just gave a new meaning and, and a new insight and it's like when you have a new meaning, like if, if, for example, like, you know, I could look at it like that my dad died when I was 11 and it was bad and I lost my dad and it was fucking, you know, being that sort of victim type of mindset. And I'm like, but then you can make a new meaning and it's like, well, 
what are the positives out of that? What, what did I get from my dad dying? And like, it took me on this wild journey of, of, of dealing and dealing drugs and taking drugs and, you know, literally, you know, fake relationships, brothels, you know, you name it. I lived the life, but that, that brought me to a place here where, you know, I build a business online and it's like that, that story and that thing has been so profound and um, powerful within building my business here. And it's like, if my dad didn't die, well, that wouldn't have happened. Where would I be today? And it's like, I love where the fuck I am today. So I've made up this new meaning from it. And essentially the toad has given me a deeper level of understanding of this new meaning of where I am and, you know, who I've become and, and, and all the, the traumatic things that happened to me and how they've empowered me to be the man that I am today and, and send me on the journey that I am, you know, that I am on now. Yeah. Awesome, brother. I love that goose goosebumps as you said that. And I, I guess that's the thing that keeps, that comes through uh, for me as well as like whenever I'm working with that medicine is that, yeah, like everything is perfect. Everything, everything is is a setup it's all it's all a perfect design like whatever happens is meant to happen for whatever reason you know and so i think there's a like a relaxedness that comes with that because you know this we can have so many regrets or i shouldn't shouldn't have said this or i shouldn't have done that or you know like in your instance it might be like man i wasted 10 years of my life like you know doing all these drugs and just ruining my body or whatever and it's like nah to now have the perspective you're okay well if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have made this decision. I wouldn't have done that. It's like, it's all, it's all part of your journey. It's all part of your story. So yeah, I really love that brother. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to share around that? Yeah. Look, I guess, um, I guess something else that, that really, you know, um, activated me like the second time I went and got invited to Clint's to, to do it again. It was part of his rich man retreat that time. And, um, and I went in with a deeper level of, um, of, you know, not so much wanting to overcome the trauma side of things, but really to get answers about where I should head in life. And, you know, and what was amazing um, is that, um, you know, leading up to that event, my wife and I were talking, we want, you know, do we want a third child? Do we not want a third child? You know, and ultimately we, we got to a point where it's like, no, nah, it's, it's not practical. You know, we're not, you know, we're at a point now, we're getting our freedom back, our, you know, our youngest um, she's she's three now, you know, like you sort of get a level of freedom back as your kids get a little bit older. And we basically made this decision that we're not going to have a child. And I went in and we, we, we had some discussion and, you know, there was one of, the, one of the guys that attended, you know, Clint's rich man was talking about, you know, he hasn't got kids and, you know, the power that a child brings to a man and, you know, like what how it changes a man's mindset and drives him to you know to, to create more to do more to be better a better version of himself you know and we had this discussion and whatever i let it go i, I accepted that there'd only be you know two two children in my life you know and came to the first journey and i got all these amazing downloads around like um the um the business and, and magic and you know like i said i remember that night i showed clint i'm like this is what i'm doing you know this is like you know, this is, I'm going to change my group name to this. You know, that was one of the downloads I got first. And, you know, like, he's like, you know, go check with the, you know, the neurology type app, you know, see if the name, you know, flows. I'm like, no, nah, I just fucking trust it. Cause I knew that was like a message from the divine. Like I'm going with this name, you know, cause I was just so certain, like it was that clear. But what actually happened after that first journey, I felt like there was something there. Like I got downloads from my family and, you know, like, you know, thing, but it just felt like there was, 
there was an entity there that was like wanting to come in, you know, and it sort of felt like I'm like, I think there's another child, you know, like it feels like there's some child that needs to come here. I need to have three kids in this, in this lifetime, you know, and I went back, I had a rest and went back for my second, you know, and clear as day, like, it's like, you know, this, this message come to me, like, you know, uh, another child, another child's, you know, here waiting to come, you know, waiting for, you know, to, to make that right decision, you know, and bring a child into the world. And what happened after that journey, I, I took some notes down and I went to my phone and there's a message from my wife and she's saying to me, I want another baby. I, I, I'm ready to be pregnant now. I get home. I want to be pregnant. And I was like, we made a decision before, like, you know, a few weeks before I had this retreat that we're not having children. That's it. It's done. But here I've gone on this, you know, journey using the toad and, you know, experienced higher consciousness and connected, you know, what I like to refer to as the divine or the, the higher power. And this child's come to me and then my wife, who's like, 1500 kilometers away like you know on the far south coast of New South Wales we were on the, the northern coast sends me this message that she wants a wants a child I'm like you can't make this stuff up this is like this is the reality that you get when you access these you know when you use medicine to access your higher power your higher thinking and open your mind to this you know and I think the rest is history we've got uh, we've got a beautiful baby in the oven right now my wife is five months five months pregnant and we've got our third child coming on July 1st, you know? So it's like, this is what, you know, the toad unlocked for me, you know? And it's like, it just allowed your inner calling, you know, like my conscious mind said it wasn't a good idea, but my higher consciousness said, no, you need to have that third child. And it's like, if I let my conscious mind rule, I wouldn't be having this third child when my higher consciousness, that's, that's your, that's your high power. That's your calling. That's what you're meant to do. You're meant to create. It's where your creation comes from. I've unlocked that. And it's it's removed that conscious thinking, those limiting beliefs, the you know, the conscious thing like, oh, you know, third child's expensive and the third child is gonna take up all your time and all these limiting beliefs. It's actually removed that and it's like it's connected me with my soul and the divine and it's like it's giving me the answers without all those limiting thoughts. Yeah, nice brother. Yeah, I think like yeah, logically, I will the same. We had two, we had a boy girl. Cool, you know. The, the perfect pair it's like do we need a third no but it just kept coming through like have another one have another one i'm like okay let's do it and it's like you know i think if we get caught up on the details and the logical reasons why something you know isn't smart or it's not going to work then you're not really allowing that divinity to work through you so yeah logically it's like it doesn't make sense like it's going to cost more money it's going to take more of my time but what it's going to bring in terms of, and, and I've always found with each child, it's like stepped me into yeah next level of myself. It's it's allowed me to step up. It's it's created more abundance, and so because it's like life supports life. So even even to look at that somewhat logically, it's like well, if you have two children, you know you're going to receive a certain amount of you know abundance to support them. But if you have three, you're going to need more. So you're going to make more money. You know it's just it seems that that's the logical way the universe would work, you know? So um not saying if you want to make money, go and have heaps of babies, but, um, you know, if you feel that call, then chuck that. So beautiful, bro. Um, We'd just love to ask while we're on the conversation, you mentioned the rich man a couple of times. I do have the rich man coming up. Just would love to, for you to share um, your experience with the rich man retreat. Yeah. Um, look, my, with the retreat itself was like, being in Clint's energy, um, Clint carries a lot of wisdom. Yeah, I actually, before this podcast, I actually had him in a live interview within my Facebook group and I was like 
gobsmacked by the amount of wisdom. Like, and I know Clint's got lots of wisdom, but it just came to him. And, and that's what I experienced on the weekend, that Rich Mystic Ran retreat was like the wisdom that Clint shared. And the wisdom, like I could see myself in that wisdom. I could see myself in Clint. And it's like, you know, it, it sort of gave me this thing like I'm on the right journey and, you know, like mixed in with the toad as well, but it gave me the answers that I was looking for like that, you know, that this is, this is, you know, what I want to achieve. And like, but then, you know, also being challenged, you know, the day after the toad to, you know, step into more of my masculine power, you know, like, you know, in the circle and the breath work and like the shouting and like the men, you know, getting amongst each other and firing up, you know, it was like really fucking uplifting. And it's like, I went to that retreat on a Friday as this man who I thought I was this masculine man, this, you know, thing and it's like I, ca- I left there on the Sunday a completely different man and I, and I felt a more powerful man as a result of just being in Clint's wisdom receiving his wisdom but then also you know being coached by you know um by other men and, and being in the surroundings of men and we're all like uplifting each other and like you know being in the presence of men who are stepping up automatically makes you step up like you're like you know you, you, it's just profound and like every man became a new man after that weekend you know and because of that and it's like you don't get that without you know going to retreats like this you get that from being live in person like you know you can go to all the online courses and all the online learning you want but when you're actually in the fucking energy of it and you're feeling that and you're feeling the brother beside you step up and the brother beside you step up and you've got your fucking you're clean fucking pushing you to fucking go next level go 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 you know you can do this and you know clint's Clint's support coach is pushing you, go, go, go. And it's like, it's fucking lifting you up. And you're like, you know, you're like, you think, and then next thing, you know, it's like next level, you know, like it just unlocks that, that next fucking, that next level within you. And you think, you think, you know, there's no more. And then, you know, you attend a retreat like this and you're like, there's always fucking more. There's always more of that untapped potential within us. And it's like, you think you, you're at it. You think you might have the, the right life and it's all going well for you and whatever. And it's like, go and do the retreat and then you're going to like, you're going to unlock another, another piece of potential and you're going to untap, you know, you're going to, you know, tap into some more potential and, you know, and push those limits. And it's like, so it's like anyone that's wanting to fucking do it, you want to tap into more potential that you've got within you. We've all got it. You've got to be there. You got to be there. You got to go through the whole fucking experience, be in Clint's energy, be in the other men's fucking energy. Yeah. Because the truth is where we are right now in the world, we need men to step the fuck up. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of fucking weak men it's a stage I was a weak man, you know? And it's like going to the, you know, risk man, it's like collectively the ripple effect that that has because we all left there more powerful men and then the men that we went and reintegrated back into, you know, society with or whatever, back into our lives, they're feeling our fucking next level energy and they're like, they're being forced to fucking rise too. So it's like, you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for fucking all of mankind. You're helping more fucking men collectively. The ripple effect, like you know, being in your fucking energy, like that's this. You know, you've you've come back, you've finished your retreat. You're like you're like this next level fucking beast that's that you've tapped into, and it's like suddenly, like you know, the men that you you might be in a job still that you're working with, or the men you might go fishing, or the men you might just hang out with. You know, they're feeling that energy with you, and they're like, you know, their inner masculine wisdom is being called to fucking step up too. You know, so like, you know, you you say no to this, you're actually, you're, you're stopping not only your own growth, you're stopping the growth of the people that you hang around with, you know, and that, that are in your energy and your children. You might have sons, you know, 
And it's like you saying no to that is actually saying no to your son stepping into the next level version of himself, you know? And it's like my, my son constantly sees me step into that version. We've probably got to wrap it up soon, Clint, but I hope you don't mind. I could share a little story here because I think it's important. And it's like, you know, for me and, you know, unlocking this level of power that I got, like stepping into fear, you know, I've been really good throughout my life, but there's always been things that I've been fearful to do. There's always been scared. And it's like, each time I do a retreat and like, you know, going to Clint's rich uh, mystic man, unlock this next level of, 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 of power within me that, you know, I strip back even more fear, you know, more conscious fear that was in the way. Like I got this more power to step through it. And well, my son was sitting on the bull bar and I've got a, a chest freezer outside that I've converted into an ice bath. For whatever reason, I didn't want to get in the ice bath that day. I didn't want to get in. I had this fear, you know, it's like, I don't want to get in. It's cold. And I was like, you know, it's going to, going to hurt like fuck you know that initial you know 10 seconds i know anyone's done ice baths but it's gonna hurt like fuck and then you know my son's watching he's like what are you waiting for dad you're gonna go in or what you know and i'm like fuck you know he's watching you know so i fucking jumped in and i fucking hated it i was like hating every fucking minute of it but you know what i made it fucking matter and i I did it i did it in that moment i walked through my fucking fear even though i'd done plenty of ice baths before and i just this fear come up you know but i had the power that I, you know, that untapped potential that I talk about that you achieve, that you receive from these, you know, attending Clint's rich man retreat. And I tapped into that, you know, that, that potential. And I walked through that fear. I got in a fucking ice bath and my son watched me do it. A few weeks later, we went to um, this um, theme park that's, that's here. It's called Magic Mountain. And it's got this, it's got a couple of slides and one's like the, it's an intermediate slide. It's good for young kids to go down. You still fly down it, you know, and I went down that first. My son went down. I went down after him, you know, and he's like, you know, umming and ahhing. There's the one next to it, you know, and that's like, it's intense. It's called the black hole. You literally go underground and it's like literally pitch black while you're, you know, you're speeding away down this water slide. And I like, I was like, I got a buzz from the first slide and it wasn't even, you know, it was fast, but not that intense. And I got this like adrenaline buzz from, I'm like, I don't think I need to do anymore, you know? And next thing you know, I see my son lining up the black hole. I said, what are you doing, Zion? He goes, I've got to face my fears, dad. You know, and literally he fucking went down that fucking slide and he come back running up because that was the fastest slide I've ever been on. But you know what? The rest of that fucking morning we spent there at this birthday party, he didn't give a fuck about the birthday party or the cake. Just back and forth, back and forth. And he was just going, he faced these fucking fears. And it's like, I I, I tapped into my, you know, potential to, to, to have more power to walk through those fears. I came home. I brought that home with me. My son saw that. And what did he do? He went down the fucking black hole. That kid's his age. We're fucking too scared to go down. You know? And to me, that there's the ripple effect. That there is me showing my son he can fucking walk through his fears. Yeah? Because to get the life you want, you have to have courage. You have to have courage. So let's untap that courage. Let's untap that power. Let's see you at the next rich man. Nice, brother. Fuck, that was epic, man. Thanks for sharing. What a story. What a story. Welcome, yeah, man. Yeah, awesome. Awesome for Zion. I love that. How old is Zion? Four. He's six. Six. Six now. Six. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, learning learning those lessons at six. Imagine when he's 12, 15, 16, 20. You know, he's getting he's getting a good role model, exactly. role model as a father. So, well done, bro. You're welcome, bro. All right. We'll wrap it there. Thanks, Frank. No worries, man. Appreciate the, uh, the insights and the wisdom. And uh, yeah, the... The journeys we went on and uh yeah reminiscing of some of those times together so yeah awesome chat brother um just before we go how can people uh 
you know, follow if they want to follow you online, what's it? What's your uh, social media handle? Yep, um, Frank J Escalier. Literally, just put that into any any of your social medias, and you'll find that. So Frank Space Capital J Capital S Space Scalia, G A L E A, and you'll find me. Awesome, brother. We'll have we'll have that in the show notes as well. So awesome, Frank. Awesome, bro. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Take care, bro. See you, legend. So if you want to be part of the Rich Man Experience, the Rich Man Retreat, three-day retreat and four-month uh, integration container and up-level and really step into your greatness, uh, learn the power of leadership, uh, sales, marketing and uh, money mastery, then yeah, let's have a conversation around, around the Rich Man. Let's jump on a call and let's see if it's a right fit for you, right fit for me. And so reach out to me on our social media, Instagram or Facebook at Clint X Morgan and just drop a thing and say, yep, let's chat about the rich man and we can go forward and uh, have a conversation. And like Frank said, the objection I have around the rich man is like, I don't want to invest the money. I get it. Right. But if you don't invest the money, if you don't back yourself and invest in yourself, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so if you want to break through that money ceiling, then even just taking that step and uh, investing that money could be the, the catalyst thing that's like, you know what? I fucking value myself. I value myself. I'm going to back myself. And I know that the rich man is something that I wish to embody. And so anyway, let's just have a conversation. You don't need to pay anything. It's a call and we can explore it and see if it's the right fit for you. All right, my brother, have a magical day and look forward to talking to you soon.